Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 357, first episode of 2024. This is our sports podcast. I'm Sean. Joined with me, we have Alfred and Hello. And Tony Cat. Yes, hello, and Happy New Year. Thanks for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out Game of Podcast right after this. Uh, some computer troubles right off the bat, so we are uh, figuring things out. If it sounds a little weird, uh, we'll, give a, we'll work on it next week. Uh, but let's start with the NBA. Um, yeah, a couple things to talk about here. Uh, first, there's a, a medium trade, I would say. Not necessarily a big trade, but a medium trade. Uh, Toronto Raptors. Raptors. <laughs> Finally, trading you OG. Confused, you got confused with Drake there, I think. OG Ananobi uh, going to the Knicks uh, in exchange for RJ Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly. So a couple uh, of the Knicks' top players. Uh, I mean, Barrett is a former top pick, uh, makes good money. Quickly is like a good, you know, rotational player. Um, but I think they see Ananobi as a as an upgrade to, to both and players. So. I, I I recently watched the Knicks game because uh, they played on Christmas Day, and. Um, yeah, uh, Barrett looked very good early on in that game and quickly did come off the bench and made an impact right away. So definitely a couple good players for the the Raptors. And we'll see how Anna Obi does for the Knicks. I was surprised when I saw the trade that Barrett's name was one of the ones involved. But, you know, that's uh, like we were saying, maybe it is a contract thing because he is going to probably want more money. And um, yeah, maybe the Knicks just didn't see a future with him. So they thought, well, we can get a solid guy right now that can maybe... Uh, Help us make a, a run. Um, speaking of teams that uh, a team that's not making a run, but also still speaking of Toronto, the Detroit Pistons had lost 28 straight games. And um, I will say I actually watched one of their games because uh, I have like the it was like a free week trial of like the NBA League Pass because I didn't realize it was on like Amazon Prime. So I just, you know, did a quick free trial, then canceled it. But I happened to be like, I think the last week because I think it was when I was house sitting. So I was bored a lot. So I was like, oh, here I can watch some NBA games. And um, I think I, w- I watched the game when they played, uh, I forgot who they, oh, uh, New Jersey or Brooklyn. And they came out with energy. That was when they had lost like 26 in a row. They came out with an energy like they were ready for this losing streak to be over. Like they played really hard. They were playing really aggressive defense. The crowd was actually really into it. And they got off to a hot start in that first half. They got up like 22 to five or something like that, like something crazy. And then of course, you know, collapse and ended up being down by like six at halftime, ultimately losing the game. And then the following game, they played the Celtics where they were up by 19 at halftime and lost in overtime. So finally they played Toronto and snuck out like a, what, like a two or three point victory. Uh, yeah, I didn't see what the final was. But yeah, yeah but it, was, a, it was close, but they did win. And then uh, they went yeah, back to their short, losing ways. Raptors were shorthanded because it was right after the trade. Uh, but yeah, the Pistons, it, it they did set the record for most consecutive losses. Um, Out of in, all four major season? sports, right? Probably. Um, but within a season, but I think they also they only tied across multiple seasons because, yeah, it's like Sixers from the, uh, you know, the pre-MB days, the, the, those bad years, the, uh, the, the process. After years. Iverson or pre-Iverson? The, the, right mm. before Embiid, you know, when they were really bad. Oh, that's where the process years. years, I get what you're saying. Yeah. When they got um, like Ben Simmons number one and then came back at like Embiid. Yeah. So <clears throat> that team lost, like, I think they lost 28 straight across two seasons. So maybe 29. But yeah, uh, good, good that they were able to get one of those off. They're probably not going to lose 28 straight again, but they are still well, what's, helpless. What's wild too is 
they were when they during the twenty losing streak, they got uh, their record went all the way down to two and twenty nine. Which simple math will tell you they were two and one at one point this year. Like this team actually had a winning record, which is kind of funny to think now that they just yeah. and there are a number of games where like Cade Cunningham had thirty eight, and it's like he's trying to get them in there. Like he's I don't want to say he's their only good player, but he's. Trying his best. And yeah, he's they getting... got a couple decent young guys. I like. I mean, I know he's not young, but I've always liked watching Bogdanovich play. Yeah, but yeah, the losing streak comes to an end, so uh, Detroit fans can take a sigh of relief. But uh, it's you know not going to be a great I mean, season. The, the the thing that sucks is that uh, you don't get you don't get the number one pick. I mean, obviously there's there's the yeah. lottery, but you don't even get you don't. I'm going to rephrase that. You don't even get the number one odds anymore. Uh, it used to be. The worst record you had the best odds for the number one pick, and you know, second worst. Uh, the bottom three teams all have the same odds now, so uh, the fact that they're the worst doesn't even help them that much. But uh, they're also not that far behind San Antonio. That's what I was just going to say. The, the Spurs and the Wizards are only like four games ahead of this team. So I mean, that's the other funny thing because I believe the Spurs have five wins, and the Wizards have somewhere around like between like five and seven. I guess we actually have the power to look that up. Um, yeah, so the Pistons have three wins, the Wizards have six, and the Spurs have five. And then you've got Charlotte Hornets with seven, and the Trailblazers with nine being the five teams in the NBA with single-digit wins right now. But yeah, if you're the Wizards, you're still a game out of having the worst. Um, I mean, they still, have, they still have tied for the best odds at number one pick. Yeah. Um, although I think this is not a great draft. So um, that's. Yeah, I don't even know who his number one supposed to be. I don't know. There's a guy from USC who's the number one college guy. There's probably a, <laughs> a French guy or something out there. I don't know. Yeah, I think a lot of times now people have to go overseas. Yeah. I haven't I haven't looked too much. Yeah. But yeah, we'll have more NBA. <laughs> I mean, the season. I mean, once the other sports kind of wrap up, it's kind of on its own there. Um, yeah, there's a stretch from about. We're about like, February, mid-February to March. I mean, there's hockey, but we don't really give too much yeah. hockey news. So NBA is our bulk. But that's also when the NBA gets exciting. Trade deadline starts happening, all-star break. So, uh, yeah, we'll give you uh, some more NBA news, you know, probably after the football season wraps up. Yeah, definitely do some standings updates. But yeah, not, uh, not this week. Yeah. All right. Uh, are we ready to move over to some baseball? Yeah, we do got a little more uh, baseball. I thought maybe we'd get more. I had said uh, once Shohei signed that we'd see some of the other big names come off the board, and not not really. Uh, we did see one other big one, uh, Shohei's um, Japanese friend, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. He was the next uh, biggest free agent out there, or at least as I, a pitcher. I, I still feel like Shohei did his thing he did with his contract so they could get this guy. Cause I imagine they're buddies. Part of it. Yes. So that's, that's the thing is <clears throat> he ended up signing with the Dodgers as well. Uh, another big deal as well. 12 years, 325 million. So, um, yeah, they, they should be on the same team together for a decade here. And they basically kind of wrapped up, uh, Japanese fans for, for a oh, while. It's going to be just, dis- I almost said disgusting, which definitely would have been the wrong word to use. But I'm saying it's going to be like ridiculous how many uh, Japanese fans are going to be because it's I saw it a lot at Angel Stadium. That was just the Otani. Now you've got Otani and then this guy. Yeah. So it means when Otani's back (laughs) pitching, 40 percent of the games would be started by. Yeah. Imagine when uh, Yoshinobu and it's like then Otani, they come in back, you know, back to back nights. It's like, you know, there's going to be those series where it's like, oh, the, you know, the Astros are in town against. Yoshinobo and uh, Shohei. Is that how you say his name? Yoshinobo? 
Looks like Yoshin, Yoshinobu. No, Nobu. Yeah, Yoshinobu. Okay. That sounds like a like a nice like Japanese restaurant or something like a noodle place. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Got that. Done, um, anyway. But yeah, I said after after these signings that like you know some of the other guys were come off the board. Uh, it's been kind of slow. There's been there's definitely been signings. We got them, but when you get to the bottom of these names, you're like, oh, that's either a guy passes prime or someone not really uh, that that good here. But uh, here's the ones I, I have here: uh, Eduardo Rodriguez going to the Diamondbacks, four years, eighty million. He uh, was on the Tigers. He rejected it going to the Dodgers this offseason or this trade deadline. If you remember that, oh, okay. Um, he said he had a no trade and said, ah, I don't want <laughs> to do it. Um, and then a guy I think is your fan of, uh, Jamer, Jimer. Yeah, I've always liked Candelario. him. Uh, he's been on Detroit, right? Or was he on someone else's year? He was on year? the Cubs at the end of the year. Um, was it Washington to start the season? Maybe, but I know um, he was on Detroit last yeah. year. So he, he's, uh, getting a little more permanent home here with the Reds, three years, 45 million. He did help that uh, lineup out. That lineup did pretty, pretty well this year, especially when they got, uh, I mean, the Reds made a, were one of the most surprising teams this last season, especially when they had the, the stud guy. Why am I mm-hmm. blanking on his name? No one remembers. I know the fast guy and yeah. power guy. Yeah. Wow, we are really blanking on that because <laughs> uh, they didn't make the playoffs. If they made the playoffs, yeah. we'd all remember. But they, they yeah, it'll, they, it'll they come fell to short. Me. They had a, a nice run. It looked like they were going to win division, but they didn't. Um, but we all know this guy's name because this team made the playoffs and made the World Series. Uh, and his brother hates Japanese players too. So uh, Lourdes Guriel Jr. Uh, staying with the Diamondbacks, three years, forty-two. As you say, I thought he was already on the team. Yeah. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Just getting a little more money there. Uh, and then we got another uh, person from Asia, a Korean outfielder, going to the Giants, uh, Jung Ho Lee. Uh, power six guy? Year, I, I mean, I would assume. They all are. Six, year, six years, $113 million. Uh, Good, Good contract there. Uh, former Angel, Lucas Giolito. Oh, my God. Signing with the Red Sox. We got two former Angels. On he there. had an awful. From, from the season. same trade, actually. Uh, but, yeah, the, he was on the Angels for maybe a month and then was uh, oh, yeah. let go to sign with another and team. I think if I'm not mistaken too his first start was actually pretty good with the Angels and then this the wheels just yeah I don't want to say fall off but they just they soared off so he's going to the Red Sox two years 39 million <clears throat> that's uh, probably all we're going to hear from the Red Sox this offseason uh, Seth Lugo going to the Royals good season last year for the Padres uh, three years 45 million but he's already like 34 I think I saw so uh, not a ton of upside uh, Jack Flaherty uh, at one point Scion contender with the Cardinals but a lot of injuries kind of derailed his career. But he's going to the Tigers a one year, fourteen million. So it's one of those deals where if you can get it back, then you can sign a longer deal. Uh, Mitch Garver going to the Mariners, which wasn't he already on the Mariners? Uh, it sounds familiar. He, uh, I think he's went from the Mariners to the Giants, but back to the Mariners. I don't know. Uh, two years, twenty four million. Uh, Michael Walker, similar to Flaherty, an ex ex Cardinal who had a hot start to his career. Um, he's going to the Royals, two years, thirty two million. Uh, Kenta Maeda going to the Tigers, two years, $24 million. And then uh, Reynaldo Lopez, who was uh, part of the Giolito, Giolito trade from the White Sox to the Angels and also was let go to sign for with a different team at the end of the year. Uh, he's going to the Braves for three years, $30 million. Um, And then we have a couple other baseball stories here. Uh, one, another transaction. The Braves are trading for Chris Sale. So uh, once upon a time, one of the best pitchers in baseball, but he's had a lot of injuries. Uh, sounds like the Red Sox are kind of just giving, paying uh, you know half the salary, and they're gonna get like one young player in return. But this is not really uh, as big of a deal as this would have been three years ago, five years ago. Um, but he did win a World Series for him, so <clears throat> the trade worked. Um, 
But yeah, he's going to the Braves. See if the Braves can uh, get better health from him. Uh, and then uh, we have a Wander Franco update. Uh, he's been arrested in the Dominican Republic. He failed to, to show up to court. Um, so we're going to start hearing more news on it. It sounds like it's not it's not going to go well. Uh, there's not going to be like evidence that he was. He's not going to get cleared or exonerated. So uh, that's the, the Tampa Bay that's gonna Rays. A, that's going to be a bummer. That guy had a good potential for a career. Yeah, former former sh- shortstop of the future. <laughs> but, uh, I think the past is more likely. Yeah. Well, and we'll get into more baseball news also when uh, in a couple months when uh, people start to report spring training stuff. You know, you know, we there's, always there's give still a, a couple big names to go. So. Yeah. Which uh, which names should we be on the lookout for? Uh, we got Bellinger and uh, uh, Snell. Okay. Uh, some other ones that I can't think of off the top of my head, but yeah, there are still some names to drop. But sometimes uh, what happens is that you wait till like February, March. Um, teams don't like they'll you know they'll see they don't like their team heading into spring training, then they're more likely to you know shell out some money. Yeah, that, that'll be a uh, be interesting to keep our eye on for uh, this off season here. But uh, we uh, what do we got here next, Sean? Oh, you guys want to talk about some college football? Yes, yeah. we want to do talk about some college football. Um, we start off here with uh, giving a, a bowl review. So how did uh, how did we fare, Andy, in our uh, our picks? It looks like it was pretty close. So I ended up going twenty five and seventeen. You ended up going twenty three and nineteen. Yeah, so. and you know what the I know the difference was is I definitely or no, we both took. Do we both take Washington? We did. We we picked the same on the playoff. Oh, okay. So we went one and one. Oh. Who was the last one there you have? That's just the final. Oh, okay. Yeah, which can't happen now. You can't pick Alabama to, to win the final. No, I cannot because they will not be in it. Um, here's <clears throat> This was a rough day for you or a rough stretch. Oh, wow. What uh, what what teams lost for me on that stretch? <laughs> so in the, these bowls played on the 23rd and the 26th, uh, you picked Utah, San Jose State, Bowling Green, Rice, and UNLV. Why the fuck did I take UNLV? I think I took them just because. Because yeah, I think you liked them. Oh, uh, I picked the opposite on every single one of those matchups and won all of them. So that's a five-team swing wow. right there. Yeah, that is. Wow, not my best, not my worst. But uh, all right. Now I do want to talk a little bit about bowl season here. Yeah, it was a weird one. Uh, I feel like it's over that <clears throat> nobody cares too much about the bowl games anymore, like the players. And, uh, you know, we saw like some high profile names sit out and also everyone who is unhappy with their season goes and transfers. And if you're going to transfer, you're not going to play in the bowl game for your old team. Obviously, you're not going to play it for the new team because you're not eligible. Uh, and it's leading to just some really shitty ones and like ones where, you know, sometimes you'd watch one of those mid-tier bowls because... Uh, and NFL prospects are playing in it or something, you know, like, oh, I want to see this guy. I want to see this receiver from uh, Minnesota and see how he does. And it's like, well, if you're any good, if you're going to be a first or second round prospect, you're probably sitting out the bowl unless it's one of the big ones. Um, and yeah, we, we saw stuff like that where it's like Oregon didn't have guys they, they wanted to play, even though they were in the, <laughs> the playoff, their guys wanted to play while Ohio State and uh, Florida State their guys didn't want to play, and they got and <clears throat> their bowl games. Something I was listening to, to also talked about how uh, it is like how bowl games almost have become like preseason. Like you just don't know who's going to play, and it's like you're. That's and I, I imagine it's hurting. You know, I'm wonder, or I wonder if it's hurting sports books at all or anything because it's like you know, like how do you 
put a spread on a game where it's yeah. like you've got a third string quarterback coming in. I know there was a few spreads where it moved a lot. Like for example, UNLV and Kansas opened at 12 and it went all the way down to like plus seven, like money was pouring in on UNLV, but Kansas still ended up, you know, winning the game, I think by like 18 or something. So they still covered the original, but it's like, you know, there's other things where guys come in and then it's like, you know, we look at Georgia and Florida state. I mean, they didn't even know what to do there. They made that spread 21. And as we know, Georgia beat them 63 to three by 60 points. And it's, it's interesting because like, obviously if, you know, that, if that would have been the one and four matchup, which it looked like it would, it was potentially could be going into the conference championship games. Uh, I think Georgia would have kicked their ass a little bit, but I don't think it would have been to that extent. I think, uh, you know, obviously Jordan Travis would have helped a little bit, but I mean, how much would he have helped? I mean, would this have been a 40-point blowout instead? I mean, Georgia, I think, was clearly much yeah, better I, than Florida I th- State. I think the one thing that Florida State has that they can bring up is that, well, we beat LSU uh, first game of the season, and LSU played in the SEC and was competitive in these games and was a good team. So uh, they can compete with the SEC teams, but uh, I don't know. It's... It's so hard because we magnify every single game and you, you eliminate a team like Georgia for losing to a good team like Alabama. For yeah. It's like Georgia probably still was the best team. No, if Georgia would have been in the playoffs, they I don't care if they were one, two, three, or four, they would have been the favorites to win it all still. I, th- I think so as, as well. Um, <clears throat> and same thing with like we had – we'll get to the playoff games. We had one yeah. versus four. I think either of those teams would have been favored against either of the other two teams. And uh, the one, oh, Absolutely. And the and one I, thing I – I think Ohio State with a quarterback would have been favored over – Yeah, he would have obviously uh, never Washington left. or Texas as but well. But I think um, – but I will agree with this that I heard that. This was out of all – out of the years they've been doing the playoffs, this was the best all-around playoffs that we've seen though, the two good matchups. A lot of times you do see a one versus four that ends up being – a blowout or the four upsets that was it last year when four upset one by like 20 points, right? When TCU beat Michigan was Michigan number one. I, don't I think so. Cause I think TCU was four unless TCU was three, you know, I don't know. Well, maybe that was, th- you know what? I think that was the three verse two versus two three. three because Ohio state snuck in at four. Cause Georgia was number one and Ohio state lost by missing the late field goal. But, but yeah, were we, <clears throat> were we lucky to get good games because if it was, what if it was Michigan versus Texas, and Alabama versus Washington, and that could have been two blowouts, but yeah. uh, we don't we don't know. But the, yeah. the the good news is that next year a lot of these problems will be taken care of. That means more yep. more of the good, but not. Are you excited for things. it being? A, what is it going to go to twelve? Yeah, but I'm, I think I'm going to be exhausted because it adds yeah. like two extra rounds too. It's not just an extra round. It's there's like a buy, and then then there's oh, it yeah, goes down to eight, and then end. it goes down to <clears> four. <throat> so it's it's going to be really lengthy, and kind of annoying, but you know more money for. Everyone yeah. that's they want, uh, but yeah, here's here's the bowl records. Um, always interesting to look at. So will that mean there will be multiple games at like those big stadiums? Like, is there going to be two games at Pasadena? Or are they going to find like eight, like six different stadiums? Or how so is this going to work? The semifinals and the quarterfinals will. You know, they have the six bowl games. Yeah, those will be the six. Okay. Um. So there'll be so someone four, will be like the four quarterfinals games. Will be like the Cotton Bowl, Sugar Bowl, whatever. Um, but yeah, that I think the first the first round is at home. Oh, okay, that makes so, sense. So and then the championship will just as be it as it should now. be because I mean if you are going to be one versus, I mean how did that, how it's, does it even the work? The first four will first get a bye. Goodbye, okay, and then it'll be <clears throat> so five versus 12. twelve. Yeah, then five versus twelve should be home because imagine that this year that would have been like a Georgia versus like Missouri or something like that. Yeah, it was. We could find out, but. <clears throat> Yeah, so I mean, I definitely like that more. Yeah, it would have been Florida State versus Oklahoma, which honestly, Oklahoma probably would have been favored, I feel like. Well, without Jordan Travis, for sure. But you would have had fun matchups. You would have seen Georgia Old Miss. 
Ohio State, Penn State, and then Oregon, Missouri with Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama having buys. Like that would have been fun. So yeah, I'm looking forward to next year. That'll be that'll be exciting to see. We'll see how it, how it goes for the first time. But uh, it will also <clears throat> overshadow those small bowls now. If oh those yeah, first round matchups are that first weekend, like what we had this year, like, like UCLA was playing. You just have to that. make them the the standalone game at night or something. Yeah. Or I mean, but I mean, look at it. This well, Saturday, I think, those, I think those games will abandon Saturday and go and play like those a, midweek games like and a stuff. Thir- okay, yeah. But um, did you want to jump into the? Championship yeah, well, games? Well, I, I wanted to do the bowl records here. Okay. Um, it's always interesting. I don't know if it means anything, but uh, <laughs> Pac-12 were the, were the winners here at 5-3. and three, uh, Rest in peace. They went out on top. Yeah, but there were some uh, some bad ones. Well, Cal got blown out. Oregon State got blown out. But we should keep in mind, they, they could actually tie, though. And the Big Ten could pass them. Yeah, it is not over yet. That is true. Uh, but A winning record nonetheless, right now, though. Yeah, in the first round of bowl games here. Um, the SEC seemed like they were going to dominate. It uh, looked pretty pretty bad when like Ole Miss and Georgia dominated, and then uh, Alabama t- couldn't get it done. We'll get to that game, but uh, they go five and four. Uh, Big Twelve S and Big Ten also five and four, and then we got at five hundred the American Athletic and Conference USA. Uh, ACC was the only of the the big conferences to go under five hundred, but uh, they were they were overrated. I think we saw it with like Louisville. Like, okay, Louisville is never really that good. Um, but yeah, Mountain West three and four, Sun Belt five and seven. A lot of teams there, and MAC two and four. Uh, but yeah, we want to get to the playoff games. We had uh, first one, yeah. Michigan Alabama went to overtime. Yeah, it was a that was a good game. That game was um, you know back and forth. Alabama, you know, the first play of the game, Michigan threw an interception and ended up getting reversed because Alabama's player had his. Uh, Heel on the sideline right before he jumped up, and so he didn't reestablish in bounds first. Uh, and Michigan ended up punting that drive, and then Alabama went th- like uh, had to punt. And then when they punted, Michigan's guy dropped the ball, their punter. So that and Alabama took advantage, scored a touchdown that drive, uh, got up seven zero. Then it was seven seven. It was uh, I believe thirteen seven um, Michigan at halftime or thirteen ten. Alabama got a late field goal, and then uh, Alabama took the lead. Um, 20 to, uh, 20 to, what, no, was it, uh, 20 to 10, 20 to 13, 20 to 13 or 17 to, no, they took the lead at first 17 to 13 and then they kicked a field goal to go up 2013. And then that's what helped Michigan, uh, get a good run. I mean, you saw it too. There was about four minutes left when the, the Alabama nailed that field goal and they showed McCarthy on the sideline. He's just nodding his head. Like, you know what? Give it, give me this moment. And he drove his team down the field. They went for it on fourth and like two at their own like 30. You know, Harbaugh knew this is it. They converted the first down. Uh, yeah, they ended up going down there and scoring the touchdown and went into overtime. But before it went into overtime, uh, Alabama got the ball back and then they didn't drive. So they they punted. And <clears throat> the Michigan punter goes to field the ball at like the three yard line or like five yard line or something and drops it and picks it up at the one and got absolutely hammered. Like I thought when I saw the hit, I was like, he's going to fumble that ball. There's no way he hangs on to that. Cause I didn't think he'd had like strong enough possession of it yet. Cause that hit came like almost right after he got it. And sure enough, he held on, um, which was huge. Cause that would have been the game. Alabama would have won right then and there, but uh, game goes into overtime and Michigan gets the ball first. And it took two carries from Blake Corum to run down their throats, two carries, 25 yards for a touchdown. And then Alabama gets all the way down fourth and goal at the three. And they did a play that, uh, I mean, 
I I heard I've heard something say saying that because the snap was bad, his momentum went that way, and that that wasn't going to be the play because, which I believe because there's no way that your play could have been. I'm just going to run straight down the middle to people. Yeah, I mean right right before it, uh, Kirk Herbstreit was saying, well, what they want to do is they do want to get him moving. They want to use his legs, but you also yeah. want to have an option to throw. Whatever happened here, there was just straight. You're just running. Maybe no <clears throat> choice, but. Uh, that was the story of the whole game was bad snaps. Yeah. Uh, there's, and I think he was even like rattled by like good snaps sometimes <clears throat> where he thought they would be bad. There was one that was like a little to the right and he caught it like he was like going to go way over his head. And it was like, I think he's just kind of, yeah, I was, saw that was a little messed up there. So, uh, it, he, he couldn't handle the bad snaps. I think <clears throat> a, a better quarterback, more experienced quarterback would have been like, okay, I got to be ready for these. But yeah, I, I, I saw some people like they were criticizing Alabama, like, "Oh, why, why, why did they get to get in instead of Florida State?" <clears throat> Look, they lost, and I'm like, "They went to overtime." Like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, this was this was a good game. I think they definitely belonged. Whether they belong in the top four, but they belonged in this field. I, I'll say. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I'm glad the Michigan got the win there uh, because they, they they were 0 two. They lost uh, the last two years um, in the first round of the playoffs. Now we'll actually get to see them. In a championship game, and um, they will be favored. I'll spoil that, but um, <clears throat> yeah, rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, as you would imagine, they will be taking on a Washington who remains undefeated, uh, who uh, skated by Texas very, very close to uh, blowing this game. Yeah, so uh, I uh, they were very close to running away <clears throat> with the game too in the fourth quarter, and then yeah, a couple of mistakes. I feel like some, uh, you know, maybe some decisions. Maybe should have been running the ball more, but they wanted to keep it in their playmaker Penix's hands, who threw for four hundred and thirty yards. But uh, it was funny because I watched it over here last night at Andy's house. But, you know, after a long <clears throat> New Year's weekend, especially New Year's night, uh, it was 930 when the Washington got the ball back with about a minute 30 left, minute 20, whatever it was, up 37-31. I said, <clears throat> I'm not going to stay for this. I think this game's over. I don't think Texas is going to get the ball back. I drive home about 15 minutes, 20 minutes till I get home. Look at my phone thinking I'm like, oh, sure enough, I see on the I go to ESPN, I see a headline, you know, 3731, but it said in the headline, Washington survives late push by Texas. And I was like, or late final drive or like final survives final drive from Texas. And I was like, that sounds like they got the ball back. So I went and checked and sure enough, they got all the way down to the 12. And I was like, holy shit. Like if I would have opened that up and saw 3837 Texas, I would have been like, what the fuck? But uh, Andy watched that yeah. final drive, so I mean, I guess he can give you a better idea well, of how even it went. Even before that, Washington kind of <clears throat> was fucking around. Like they ended up kicking field goals when they could have got touchdowns to really, you know, close the game out, or uh, throwing on third down when you're just trying to run the clock out. But yeah, what happened was uh, Texas only they couldn't stop the clock uh, multiple times, and the way it w- was going to go was that if Washington runs it up the middle three times, there will be like 15 seconds left when they have to punt. Uh, but on the final run, on the third down, uh, Washington running back, who had been hurt a lot, like he kept coming in and out of the game, uh, he got like seriously hurt. I don't know what the update is on him, but he was not able to uh, get <clears throat> off the field, which when that happens, they charge you with the timeout. Um, and you don't get to like wave the, the timeout part of it. Uh, the clock keeps running. So <clears throat> Texas had the option to wave to, to run 10 seconds off, and they said no. Uh, we'll keep keep those extra ten seconds. So, uh, from there, even though so Washington was already on the Texas side of the field, so it was going to be a short punt. The punt was bad. I think it was a little shorter than you'd want, like going from the forty to twenty. And one of their Washington players fucked up and committed a 
uh, fair catch interference, which gave Texas another 10 yards. So uh, when they should have really been punted down to like the 10, they were starting at the 30. They hit a big play for 30 yards you know, like right away. Uh, and yeah, it was a real, real question mark there. I think, I think uh, Texas was down to the 15 with 20 seconds left, and it was like they threw a they That's ran a really heard, terrible yeah, like, play on first down. And they were saying that they don't um, think that Sarkeesian called that play. They think um, at Ewers just panicked. panicked and did something. And they were saying like in that situation, just throw the ball to the end zone. Yeah, <clears throat> but uh, they still end up getting a couple more shots. But uh, yeah, it was. Incomplete. Washington survived. Yeah, well, good for them. I, I like the story of Washington because I know they have been disrespected as the seasons progressed. Uh, they were, you know, we forget that in the conference championship game, they were 10-point underdogs. Like, Oregon was supposed to murder them, and Washington knew that, too. The coaches said, hey, like, hey, you guys are 10-point underdogs. Like, that's how disrespected you guys are. And they came out and they won that game by, like, I forget what the score was, but they handled it pretty much the entire game. I think there was one spell where Oregon... <clears throat> Came back and took the lead on them. But for the most part, Washington handled that game. Um, you know, yeah, okay, 34-31. So it was close. But, uh, yeah, they uh, they had a – it was, it's was. it been a great run from Washington. And, you know, I think also this is, you know, Penix, you know, getting – I don't want to say snubbed from the Heisman because Jaden Daniels did have a tremendous season. But, you know, Penix might lead the Washington Huskies – I mean, he's led the Washington Huskies to the championship game. And he might lead the Washington Huskies – to be 2023-24 champions. So, I mean, that's impressive. So, I think he's playing with a little chip on his shoulder, and I'm uh, really excited, actually, to see him go against uh, <clears throat> Michigan next uh, next Monday because it's a great Michigan defense, and you know Penix is going to throw that ball probably like 55, 60 times that game. It's going to be all him. He's going to lay it all out on the line. And, uh, you know, I think right now I'm kind of mutual with how I feel about it. I mean, I, I think I, I, prefer, I lean Washington that I'd prefer to win. Because of that, but I mean, at the same time, like it seems like Michigan's wanted this so bad for so long, and like Harbaugh. But I also think, like, I have a bold, I have a prediction here that if Michigan, <clears throat> well, no matter what happens, but I think Michigan will end up winning, and I think Harbaugh leaves, goes to the NFL, and then I think stuff starts coming out more, and the the for the next few years, the future is going to be hurting a little bit at Michigan. That's my bold. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Strategy. Do they have a do they have a succession <clears throat> plan? Because all the other coaches, like the big coaching hires, happen like in December. Um, if he decides to leave, are they just going to have an assistant take over? Or is he going to take assistants to the NFL with him? Yeah, a lot of times they do. Uh, well, I mean, it seemed like they liked that intern coach that uh, <coughs> uh, was in there for a little bit. He did pretty well. Yeah. But yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, the results of the game next week. Uh, but yeah, for now, that's what we got in college. Yeah. So how about we get over to the big boys, huh, Sean? Uh, well, we could start with Thursday night. The last Thursday night game of the year yep. uh, was Joe Flacco versus his old team, the Jets. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, his old team is the Ravens, but he also was on the Jets. And uh, very famously, he was on his couch this year, and the Jets could have called him up. And so. Uh, and they didn't. What I really like about this is about three weeks ago, two weeks ago, <clears throat> uh, DeMar Hamlin was heavy favorite to win comeback player of the year, about minus 700. Because, again, you know, he. Died, I guess, whatever you want to call it, on the field. Uh, came back, whatever. Um, has played a few games this year, but not much. And Joe Flacco has come off his couch, like Andy said, and has gone, what, like about 3-1 and one with them or so? Regardless, he's led them to 11-5, and five, and they're the, you know, the number five seed right now. Um, I'm not sure exactly when he came in. They won four in a They've row. They won four in a row, so he's at least four and one. I actually... I don't remember when he first came in. 
Not a bad game. Okay. I think you can even. I, no, it wasn't against Steelers. I know that. I feel like it was. Okay, no. It might have been against the Rams. I feel like that was maybe his first game. Yep. So against the Rams was his first game, and they got beat 36 to 19, but he's shaking the webs off, and he's won four straight. So Joe Flacco, 4 and 1. And Cleveland is scoring points, too. Let me even put that in mind. And the four wins. 31, 20, 36, 37. And Flacco's thrown for, in those four wins, 311, 374, 368, 309 with three touchdowns, two touchdowns, three touchdowns, three. But the picks are still there. In all five games, he's thrown a pick. He's thrown eight picks in five games. So, I mean, but hey, he's thrown 13 touchdowns in five games also. Yeah, I did see he's already in the top 25 NFL all-time touchdowns thrown after the age of 38. (laughs) And he only has, so he's got 13 he only needs 280 to pass Tom Brady. So. You know what's crazy? His birthday's coming up. This man will be 39 on January 16th. Yeah, so maybe he'll still be playing, too. Yeah, that's that's That'll that's be, good. Oh, he will be, right? That'll be the first week. I, it's so confusing now with the <clears throat> extra week that which when does the NFL playoffs start. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're... They're not going to win the division because the Ravens are the best team in the AFC. Yep. But they're going to solidify the top wildcard spot, it looks like, so... Yeah, good for them. And I've been hearing this. They're talking about it. What if Cleveland faces Baltimore in the playoffs and you get Joe Flacco in Baltimore against his former team? That is... Well, I did see the Ravens honored Ray Rice this past weekend, so get get the gang back together. Yeah. A weird look, I would say. I mean... I didn't a, see a that. guy's entitled to a redemption, I think, but... Yeah, because uh, yeah, he's not the first and he's not the only yeah. player that has done that. He won't be the last. And, the, the, and I, again, I, what hurt is that it was on video. Part of the defense was like, and he married that girl. <laughs> Good for yeah, her. Now she's getting those all the time. <laughs> Why are the dishes out? <laughs> oh, shit. But uh, speaking of that, now uh, this next game, though, uh, this was the other uh, game that was on a non-normal Sunday. Monday night football on Saturday night is how they called it. Yeah, and um, controversy at the end of this game. Uh, Dan Campbell, the boldest coach in the NFL by, uh, I would say at this point, by a mile. Like, they've even shown, like, how many times Detroit's gone for it. And uh, Dan Campbell, Detroit scores a late touchdown to make it a 2019 game. Dan Campbell, well, there's about, what, 26 seconds left or something? Dan Campbell's like, I'm going for two. And they get it. They score it to the lineman. All of a sudden, flags fly on the field that that lineman did not say that he was eligible. But uh, uh, there was rumors that say he did or... Yeah, I mean, it's been the biggest story in the NFL this week. Uh, I think mostly because it involves the Cowboys. but And Dan Campbell. Um, he's very emotional. Yeah, um, and there's some other stuff to talk about after the, the call here. But um, he had designed this play where you really confuse the defense by running on multiple subs and having one guy who you'd think is going to be the eligible receiver as the extra mm-hmm. lineman uh, fake like he's going to report. And then the real guy is going to like report – but the Cowboys will think it's the other guy. Well, you know, they succeeded in tricking the refs as well. Um, you could say, well, the refs were incompetent, and Campbell explained how they're going to trick them. But uh, I don't know. At the, at the end of the day, they, they didn't get it right. And I think uh, – I don't know how it worked and who was actually – who did they announce was eligible? I think they announced the yeah, right player. If, yeah. But was... still threw the flag. So I think it's – it's all kinds of fucked up. But I think the thing I think about is like you why do you need to go through all of these layers of tricking people? You're using you're using the rule book and the refs in order to trick a team. Unlike like he complained and said, like, well, you know, when teams do blitzes and stuff like that, they try to trick you. And it's like, yeah, but this is different. Like you're trying to use the refs and kind of what you can do in the rules. And it reminds me of like the worst of like James Harden type stuff of like 
uh, like just kind of win. Like you don't, they should have just gone for a play to win the game instead of this weird shit where you throw the left tackle. Um, but the, I think the stranger part here. So after they get the penalty, you still get a chance to tie the game here. They've backed up to the seven now. Um, and you can take the extra point or you can so, go for two from the seven. And the math says you do not try from oh, the seven. I know. And, and the he fact just he said, did. Fuck it. Yeah. And he got a false start, right, or something, and or they, offsides. They got a penalty from Dallas, so they were able to go from. I go, think get another chance. on the third time, just just fucking kick it, <laughs> like go to overtime on the seven. I I cannot believe he didn't choose to go to overtime on the seven. And like as your defense, it's like, are you also like I I, I honestly I do like him going for it on the on the two because you've got a great offense. There's 20 seconds left. Like you know, like this is going to be it. It's not like there's a minute and a half left, and it's like, well, even if we get this, like Dallas could still drive the field. Like this game is probably going to be done. Grand, I mean, 26 seconds, Dak probably still could have gotten to like the 40 or 30, but I, uh, I, f- f- from the seven, it's like, dude, what are, what are you doing? Just kick the extra point. Like, let's send this thing into overtime, you know, trust your defense. Cause I think at that point too, your defense has to be like, Hey, we held the Cowboys at home to 20 points in regulation. Like that's, that's pretty good, you know? And, and you look at, you know, CD lamb at 13 for two twenty-seven and a touchdown and 96 of that came on one pass. I mean, there was one broken play where the cornerback slipped a little bit and, C.D. Lamb made a huge play. I mean, you take that away. I mean, the Detroit defense did very well that evening. So, uh, but yeah, uh, both teams now 11 and five. Detroit's having a, a great season. Uh, be cool yeah. to see what they so do in Detroit's the playoffs. Detroit's like locked in a number three spot. Um, the Cowboys with that win, um, <clears throat> we'll, we'll get to it later. They're in first place for a, a different reason. Uh, but yeah, next up we have Buffalo and England. Buffalo won their fourth straight, and they are now in position to win the division if they beat Miami this weekend. Uh, so yeah, I, I kind of thought this was going to happen. Remember when Buffalo was left for dead? Yeah. Um, well, they were even the odds had them left for dead. I yeah. think it was like four weeks ago. They were forty to one to win the Super Bowl and plus like three hundred to make the playoffs. So I looked at their schedule and it was like, okay, well, if they beat the Chiefs here, which they can, and if they beat the Cowboys and they were able to get to buy those two tough games, uh, they had easy teams like the Chargers and the Patriots. Uh, you know, a, a worse version of the Chargers, which. And um, I, do you have anything to say about the game? I was going to say, yeah. I forgot. I haven't been on since then. I can note, I did, I did go to the Bills and Chargers game. That was, uh, it was fun. You know, we, we took a party bus and I will say a party bus is, if you can have enough people to, you know, you get 20 people that, you know, party bus is the way to go because, you know, everybody paid, you know, whatever they had to pay. I forget what it was, but it was like also, but it includes the parking pass because the party buses stay there. So all the party buses have their own section. So it's only party buses. And there was live music that you would have really liked, Andy. It was some, uh, just some like like 90s, early 2000s, like alternative stuff, you know, like, uh, is it run through so far? It was almost like a, a little bit of stuff. You know, I have to ask the person. I don't think it yeah. was run through so, but I think like they must have some sort of yeah. thing with so far. Yeah, really like, cool. yeah. so that, that was, that was cool. So I recommend anybody, you know, next, you know, any event that you tailgate at, uh, well, it's tough to get 20 people to go to a football game is one thing. You get tickets. It is. It is. Yeah. But uh, it was, it was a good time. But, uh, but yeah, like Andy said, you know, Buffalo, uh, Buffalo looked pretty. Actually, it was a good game, if I'm not mistaken. Sandy, uh, the Chargers, Chargers kept with them that won, game. Uh, Buff- they were winning in the fourth quarter. Buffalo, yeah, Chargers the last had a, good, a great game. Um, and if you go back to our picks from two weeks ago, that was one of my picks. I'm like, Chargers are terrible. They're going to do terribly. And uh, Buffalo's fair by 12. And yeah, did not win that one. But um, yeah, Buffalo skated by New England as well here. Could have lost this game, but you know they won the games. So they're they're won their last four. They're in position. Uh, they can still miss the playoffs, I believe, if the Steelers win so and the, somebody else wins. That's and- the scenario. If, I think it's if, if Steelers do win and Buffalo loses, 
then uh, Steelers would uh, Buffalo would be eliminated due to the fact that uh, Steelers would have a a better conference record. Yeah, so I think Buffalo could, if they win, be the two seed, and if they lose, be out of the playoffs. It's a pretty pretty big gap there. Yeah, um, interesting how that works out. Um, next yeah. up, we got another because uh, I believe they've said the Chiefs have solidified the three seed. They can't yeah. do any better or any worse, and then the four seed is going to go to whoever wins that division. Which is another crazy thing that. Jacksonville might not make the playoffs. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, but next up, we have Bears, Falcons. Uh, Bears yeah. win again here. They've had a nice run to the end of the season. It looks like Justin Fields is the quarterback of the future. Uh, and they do. They, they also they clinch the number yep, one pick. That's yeah. what I was going to say. They clinch the number one pick. And then, you know, they'll have probably, what, a top 10 pick with their record? Or maybe? They're I don't know. They're, fast. Yeah. yeah they, they might want to try to lose this week. <laughs> no, they don't. Oh, that's right, because they play Green Bay. Yeah, it's it's going to be a big game. Um, but yeah, they can knock Green Bay out of the playoffs. Falcons still alive. Falcons can win next week. And if uh, the other team in the NFC South that they're not playing, uh, Tampa Bay loses to Carolina, they can still make the playoffs. I don't think that's going to happen, though. But, uh, yeah. Next up, Raiders-Colts. Uh, no more magic, I guess, for Antonio Pierce, who... Uh, you know, beat the Chiefs on Christmas that, Day. That's yeah. That was uh, that was a crazy one. Oh, and that game was uh, that game was close. And there was a controversial kind of a offsides call that I've been kind of looking at. That they, you know the Colts had the ball with about three and a half minutes left, up by uh, uh, I think they were only up by like seven at the time, and they kicked the field goal to make it a uh, ten point game. And he missed wide right, and they called offsides on the Raiders. And, you know, got him five yards closer. They did it again, and he did not miss twice in a row. So Raiders went down by 10, and they did drive the field and score, but it was a little too late, and they they did do an onside kick that actually uh, was kind of close to recovering. I mean, Daniel Carlson's a good kicker, so it's like, you know, it doesn't surprise me that he got them close to an onside kick, but they, did, uh, they didn't end up getting it, and uh, they end up uh, losing the game by three, which eliminated them because, uh, I mean, they were going to be – Eliminated, I think, regardless because yeah, the Chiefs shot. won. I mean, it was it was like their their only shot was basically like to win out and have the Chiefs lose out. But uh, yeah, they the Colts were. stay alive, and I believe they're in a win in your in situation. They are against Houston. So so the one thing that can fuck Houston and the Colts is if they if they tie, mm. which I mean you don't you know expect that to happen. But I mean if the spread is only one, so I mean but if hey. the Steelers lose. Yeah, well, then they can tie it. and both of them get in, possibly. And we'll talk about yeah. the Steelers when we get to them. But uh, they've, you know, they're playing Baltimore, but it's not going to be Baltimore's A squad. Sure, that's. I mean, that's what we got to look at when we're looking at next week's games here. Uh, next up, we have Rams and Giants. Uh, Rams, they didn't necessarily need the game, but they didn't want to blow a game like this, and they almost did. Uh, but they get away with the win. Uh, Giants miss a, a long field goal at the end. Uh, one of those things where you know when <laughs> teams trying to come back. They have a big play and get to like just outside field goal range, and then they go into the tank. And I don't know why they do that. Like they're like, well, we can make this field goal. I think uh, Tyra Taylor had like a run to like the thirty-five, and it's like, no, guys, you want to get like ten more yards before you try mm-hmm. to kick the field goal. And uh, yeah, they fucked it up. But uh, Rams are, you know, okay. So they did clinch a playoff berth. Okay, yeah, I they to confirm did. that. Um, yeah, after Seattle lost. But uh, yeah, good for them. The Rams, I think, are a team no one wants to play now. In, in the yeah, playoffs, they're they're so. looking good. I think the thing and the thing that has surprised them all has been their two offense, their best two offense players this year, Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams. And no one saw those two guys coming at the start of the year, and they have made this Rams offense very good because now you've got two good receivers to worry about in Puka and Cooper Cup. Kyron Williams running the ball well. It's making Stafford play good. I mean, I think the defense is doing good enough to you know make a team nine and seven. So. 
they're kind of exciting for the Rams. We didn't expect them to be in the playoffs this year. Now uh, Southern California has something to cheer for in the playoffs this year. But um, what do we got here next? We got a uh, yeah. This was a big. Uh, this Rough was an one. upset. Yeah. So Eagles uh, been struggling lately, but you know, good for them. They're getting <clears throat> Arizona up twenty-one-six at halftime. And it's like all right, they're, they're going to get right. They're still going to win the division because they got an easy schedule to end the season. Uh, Kyler Murray comes back, beats them thirty-five, thirty-one, dropping the Eagles. James Conner had a great game, also twenty-six, and they fed James Conner a lot. Twenty-six yeah. carries, one hundred twenty-eight yards, uh, one rushing touchdown, one receiving touchdown. Uh, Arizona, you know, like if they would have been able to have a healthy Murray and Connor, I'm not saying they would have been a playoff team, but they would have been at least decent to watch. I feel like they, I mean, they were, this team was over unders this year was like three and a half. So it looks I mean, like they're three and four with Kyler Murray. So, yeah, that's, so that's, that's fine, but better than uh, what it was. The good though. news for them is that, uh, uh, let's say they, they still lose next week. Uh, they'll get the number two pick in the draft, I believe. So, mm. um, or Three, no, three. Washington, I think, passed. What do you think? Are they going to go for a receiver maybe as a Marvin yeah, Harrison so Marvin Jr.? Marvin Harrison is, is, is the pick. Also, they could trade out if one of the quarterbacks is there. Team wants to, to you know get part ways with Murray and maybe at a trade. No, I mean, like, they could get more oh. picks. They oh, could trade no. down or something like that. But, um, yeah, they're in, a, they're in a nice spot there. Um, but ne- next game we have here, <clears throat> if we were doing picks, I would have called this last week because – uh, Tampa had won, I think they'd won four in a row and they, everyone was like, all right, Baker Mayfield, this is a feel good story. And I hate this division and I knew this was going to happen. So after, you know, getting first place here, Tampa loses that home to the saints. And now the saints are maybe in first place. No, Tampa is it's Tampa is still in first place, <laughs> but it's like one of those things where I think new Orleans can still, well, yeah, the division. If, if new Orleans wins and Tampa Bay loses, new Orleans wins the division, it, it's, but Tampa Bay's playing Carolina. Yeah, but it's in Carolina and a lot. You got to be careful of those games sometimes because teams like Carolina, it's like they will play spoiler, and like you know, but Carolina royally fucked up. The Saints could still make. And speaking of Carolina, I mean, there was that whole issue too when the owner threw his drink. Oh, at the, went, we're, we're oh okay, almost there. we're there. Oh, I thought we were talking about Carolina right now. No. We got to get to their game. We don't want to talk about them during the Tampa Bay New Orleans game, do we? Yeah, that's true. Um, this next game not very important. Washington's terrible. I'll tell you, it was a little important. For people that were in the fantasy championship that had McCaffrey okay. when he finally decided to get hurt. Uh, well, the Niners uh, clinched the number one seed with this win. And they're not playing anyone next week. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, so. they're playing the Rams. I I've, I, uh, I think the Rams, uh, three and a half point dogs at home. I think they're going to win that. Maybe that's a preview for uh We'll see what these lines picks. are right now. Yeah, I have an, uh, we're going to do that. Matters. We're going to do that on the spot. Still. Um, but yeah, Jacksonville, Carolina. This is Jacksonville got right here. So Trevor Lawrence did not play in this game. <clears throat> Yet uh, Jacksonville still won 26 nothing. Which they needed to do to keep first place here uh, in their division. And I think they wrap up with Tennessee. So I think they should win that game and win the division uh, again, even though it's been kind of shaky here. Uh, but yeah, Carolina, the, the story for them, uh, their owner, who's been kind of a nightmare interfering with the team, just a weird guy in yeah, general. Didn't, didn't you say, didn't we talk a few weeks ago that you said he drew up plays that he wanted yeah. them to run? Um, I think it's one of those things where if, you, if you're successful in business, uh, you never had a bad idea in your life. Exactly. No one's ever going to tell you that that's not a good idea or something. They're just always going to say, "God, oh, you're you're the smartest. You're the best." And you go out into the football field and like they don't give a shit how much money you have. Like you, if you lose, you lose. What, what has he done? Because I just saw he's worth twenty billion dollars. Hedge funds. There's that. You know that's how you make your money. I don't even know. Uh, but. Uh, it just it's right in your face. Like when you're losing twenty six nothing to a team that's been struggling, there's no denying it. There's no one who can be like, 
who could tell you that actually you're still the smartest and best and made all the right decisions. It's just right there in front of you. And uh, a Carolina fan turned towards his box and kind of laughed. Carolina fan or Jacksonville fan? A Jacksonville fan, fan sorry. And he uh, threw out the contents of his, of his drink. Um, I don't know what he was drinking, a, a whiskey or something, yeah, a rocks glass. Uh, but in disgust, <clears throat> throw it, and it's like, Man, like you're lucky if you that glass slipped and hit a guy, like you you'd only have nineteen billion dollars after after that. And some uh, lucky fan would uh, be a little. Oh, well, the the thing was open. He didn't throw it at the glass. He threw the he threw the contents of the glass. I'm saying if it slipped, oh, oh. And the glass slips and hits a guy in the oh, back of the head. Oh, I get it. I'm, I'm for some reason I'm thinking he was drinking out of a red cup, but like obviously I don't think he was. No, it was like a rocks glass. Oh, okay. So okay, I don't okay, even know okay. if it was that much, but it's still. I'm like sure it wasn't, but caught on camera. Well, also like, the what? other thing about that too is like you could see how much power he has because no one in the booth did it like a thing. Like they're all just sitting there like whatever. But dude, he's also lucky he didn't go against some like crazy guy that's like I don't give a shit who you are. Like I'm gonna hop in this box and beat the shit out of you because like there are people out there like that, especially in Florida. <laughs> Guy's crazy. Guy would have done that in Raider Stadium. He would have been jumped. Uh, old Raider Stadium, Oakland. I'm just picturing Shooter McGavin running away from up Oh, yeah, the, the big guy. But, um, yeah, so um, what do we got uh, What do we got here next? Oh, horrible game. Baltimore-Miami. Uh, Baltimore is just yeah. proving what they've done the, the last two weeks to San Francisco and Miami, that they are the best team in the NFL at 13-3 and with a number one seed. And Miami lost their other pass rusher. They lost Jalen Phillips. Um few weeks ago and now they lost bradley chubb uh that's rough lose your top two pass yeah, rushers to torn acls in the same yeah. season uh it doesn't look good for them they, they play buffalo for the division miami might fall out of the division so if miami fell all the way down to what would it be they'd It'd go be to six then would right? they go all the way down yeah i guess not they wouldn't be yeah assuming ball uh assuming cleveland wins i think but cleveland there's, i know is sitting guys too because they're they're like six, they're not. almost a touchdown dog against uh yeah, it's really hard to Cincinnati. I don't know all the simulations yet. Uh, it's tough, um, and there are a couple Saturday games to try to clear that up for everyone. But um, next up, Houston, Tennessee. Nothing to say here. Houston needed yeah. the win. They took care of business. They stay alive. Uh, Seattle, Pittsburgh. Seattle is not eliminated, but this was a game you didn't want to lose here, and they did. Yep, to keep the, our uh, Steelers' dreams yeah. alive. So it also keeps Tomlin's uh, 500 streak alive. Let me they hit the over-under. Also say this, too. The big thing here is Steelers are 2-0 now when uh, Rudolph has started. And I've been saying this a long time, and I'm, I'm really not just biased because they're my favorite team. I've said I think George Pickens is a, a top 10 for sure, maybe even like a top five, six receiver, because I just think he's so talented with how he can catch the ball. Mason Rudolph is the first Steelers quarterback that has finally figured that out. And in the two weeks he's been there, he's gone off. And it's making him happy, which is making, I mean, they're winning. Yeah, I mean, when Rudolph actually got playing time before, that was pre-George Pickens. Yeah, so it was just throwing the juju and stuff like that. Yeah, and he has found Pickens, and it has been, a, as a Steeler fan, it's been very cool to see. As Also, as a guy that has uh, Pickens in a couple fantasy leagues, it was, it's was it been nice to see. So, uh, yeah, the Steelers, um, I just know they got to yeah. take care of business. They'll be playing Saturday at 1.30 against Baltimore, against uh, Tyrone Huntley, like Gus Edwards, no Zay Flowers. Uh, no, you know, they're going against their backups. Steelers are currently three-and-a-half-point favorites. Huge game. If Steelers win that game... They uh, will then be sitting and waiting. And what they'll need to make the playoffs is either Buffalo or Jacksonville to lose, just as long as one of those teams lose. Or uh, the crazy thing would be Houston and Indianapolis tying. Mm -hmm. But uh, that we're not too, you know, thrilled on. But uh, 
hey, Jacksonville's out of Tennessee. I'm not sure if Lawrence is coming back. And if he is, he might be playing banged up still. And Tennessee is one of those teams that they can play spoiler. And then Buffalo on the road on Sunday night football against the Dolphins. And the Dolphins want to win that division. So the Dolphins definitely uh, have something to play for that evening. So uh, we're hoping that'll be, I'm hoping that I can be uh, sitting there on my couch on, uh, or not my couch, but someone's couch or somewhere watching that Sunday night game, hoping that if a, a Dolphins victory puts the Steelers in the playoffs. So uh, we'll see. And then I'll just watch the Steelers get a dominate in the first round. But hey. It's cool to see still. Um, here's the yeah. here's here's your team next, huh? This was the Super Super Bowl of uh, the week with uh, Easton Stick versus Jared Stidham. Yeah, so uh, we have to talk about the, the Russell Wilson controversy or Sean Payton controversy. Remember, I said I, I dislike Sean Payton the way he's acted the last year or so um, with everything. This is another example where uh, you know it came out that they have actually been trying to. Uh, they told Russell Wilson they wanted to bench him midseason. Not necessarily because they weren't playing well, but because they wanted to make sure he didn't get hurt and guarantee extra money on the contract. Yeah. Uh, and then when they started winning games, they were kind of forced to keep playing him. Uh, but after losing on Christmas Eve, when their playoff odds dropped to like 3%, uh, they pulled the plug and uh, went with Jared Stidham here, which uh, clearly was not like for football reasons because no. Stidham didn't really do much. Um, they did it say like, oh, he did the same reasons. as Wilson did a few weeks ago against the Chargers, but... You know, this is a demoralized team, uh, and they had plenty of opportunities to run away with this game, but it ended up being a, a touchdown game. And it's a very weird experience, me rooting against my team. Like, there was an on Chargers scored to make it a touchdown game, and then went for an onside kick that they really should have gotten. Like, the idiot guy on the Broncos touched the ball when he shouldn't have and couldn't catch it, and it was a guy who was a former Charger. But so I was like, hey, that guy's still around. Um <sighs> But I was like, don't don't recover this, don't recover this. Yes, they didn't recover it, game over. Because uh, for the Chargers, I want them to get as high, highest pick as possible. Of course. Um, I'd like to get Marvin Harrison, but, uh, you know, if not, you can get, uh, you know, another top receiver, trade down, get a good receiver still, get something better but to salvage the season. But, yeah, it was a pretty pretty worthless game. I mean, the Chargers kicked three field goals. Like, what are you even doing at that point? There's so many times I'm like, why do you, why do you guys care? Why are you trying to kick field goals? Like, none of this matters. <clears throat> Yeah, um, and then yeah, next up we had Bengals Chiefs. It, Chiefs were losing by ten early, and it's like, what's going on with this team? And then yeah, they, they they looked really pathetic. They kicked like nine field goals to win this game, and ended up winning the division here. But this was a big game on the schedule at the start of the year. But no, no Burrow, of course. Uh, the Bengals are are out of it now with this loss. Uh, I don't know. Chiefs are still not good. I, I don't know if I'd be picking them in any game round one. But I also probably wouldn't want to pick against them. Uh, then we got Minnesota Green Bay, which weird. These teams have been weird all year. Uh, Minnesota made a run. looks like where they were going to make the playoffs. So it's like they're actually maybe they can win this division. Uh, and then they kind of fell apart. They've started four different quarterbacks. Uh, There's Green Bay made that nice run. And then they fell apart. And now they're back again. And Green Bay is now controls their own destiny here. They can... They got the Bears next week. Uh, is that no? It's not the night game. I thought it might have been the night game, but it's not the night game. Uh, Bears Packers. So the Bears want to beat Green Bay, knock them out of the playoffs. But uh, Green Bay can can win this game. Jordan Love gets the Packers into the playoffs. Um, he'll be in the playoffs. Where Aaron Rodgers will definitely not be in the playoffs. Uh, so yeah, it's weird how that worked out. Um, but yeah, what do you want to do next? You want to do? You want to look at the over unders? Yeah, let's look at our. Uh... Over-unders here to see what uh, how we're looking with that, and then we'll go into our uh, 
some picks here for the final regular season. So, week. <clears throat> to spoil it, I've already won. Ugh. I'm sorry about that. Mandy. Uh, but I am 14-11. You are 11-14. And, and we only got two that we are against each other. Oh. Uh, so, the Jaguars, which you'll probably win. I think the Jaguars will be favored in that game. Uh, if they win, they'll get to 10 wins and hit their over. Uh, and then I got the I got the Bears under seven and a half. If they win, they would go over. Uh, but even if you won both of those, you'd still be behind me. But well, I'd like to at least try to have as bet a good of record oh, yeah. as possible. So we got some other ones that depended on the last game of the season. <clears throat> the Bills, of course, they win. They'll hit the, they'll hit eleven. Uh, we already said the Jaguars, the Broncos, who aren't going to be playing for anything. Uh, we both said under for them, so we have to root for them to to lose. The Eagles, we both said under for them. We got to root for them to lose to the oh, Giants. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I can't believe the Eagles might actually go under. Yeah, to, yeah, to start ten and one or whatever it was. And uh, we also have the Bears. They have seven wins right now. They need a win. Yeah, I didn't think um, that would go over. Seahawks eight and a half. We said we both said under. They have okay. one more game left and uh, gets the Cardinals. So yeah. You know, crazy things have happened. Cardinals. So the thing is, one of these teams will win, or and one of these teams will lose because we both have the Cardinals. <laughs> so we're guaranteed to go one and one right there. Okay, that's nice. If I have that correct, right? <clears throat> yeah, Seahawks Cardinals. Uh, yeah. So it's almost all wrapped up. Uh, who are the big? Who are the big winners on the year? We got the Ravens. And they were we ten and a half, and they got thirteen wins. The possibly Colts, 14. Colts, and Texans. Uh, and the Rams. I mean, it's these are lower numbers, but you know it means a lot. Three three wins well, over small, or over. Yeah, small sample yeah. size in the NFL. It's not like baseball. Who yeah. was the biggest? Uh, the big losers here. I, I think I know who it was. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, get to, we'll get there. There's a reason why you get fired. Uh, but you can start with the Patriots. They yeah, I see, three, they weren't the biggest losers. Three and a quarter. Oh, there's that. a bigger one. Uh, you also have the Los Angeles Chargers minus four wins, uh, and then there's one bigger one here. And that is the oh, Carolina yeah. Panthers. Yeah. Uh, when you win two games on the season, it's hard to to you know have a good. Uh, Although get I think closer. Cardinals over under was only like three and a half. So I yeah. Mean, so the problem was the Panthers won like seven or eight games last year, and they had and you know the number one pick. People, people were a little. The division's not supposed to be that good. I mean, Colts and Texans played well over expectations this season. Well, that's that's the AFC South. Oh shit! You're right. <laughs> okay. Way, well, still, way, regardless, they were, they that division a, wasn't supposed yeah, to be that good. They were in a bad division, so. Uh, yeah, that's the the biggest loser on the year is uh, David Tepper's Carolina Panthers. Please throw a drink at me. <laughs> I'd like to sue you. Um, yeah, what else do we got? Gonna... I guess we'll end it with our picks. Sure. Let's. Uh, well, I've already got one that I know I like um, just from what I've seen. But I, I like the – I believe the, same, the L.A. Rams were getting a three and a half uh, at the 49ers. Yeah, I like that because – Niners aren't playing anybody. I'm sure. I mean, they've already clinched, you know, the one seed and all that stuff. Uh, the Rams have just been playing well. Uh, I think they go over there and make it a close game. I mean, I, I just, you know, without we've already seen it this year that when the Niners don't have their full offense out there, it's not the best team. So I like the I like the Rams to keep that game close. This is really tough right now. <clears throat> what do I like? Because all the, I mean, it's just all these games have all these weird wrinkles to them. Of course, we don't know who's playing. Like we got Bengals favored by six at home, so that means must mean the Browns are not playing. But uh, yeah, I think the Brown. I mean, Amari Cooper's like probably it. not playing again. And then I assume 
I mean, who knows? Maybe Flacco's not even playing. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised that resting Flacco. What does that matter? Like, I'm still, I'm still taking the Browns here. The okay. Browns beat them by three touchdowns with Joe Burrow. So, all right, let me see here. What I like? Let's go down a little bit. No, Kidoki. Um, you know what? I, I see one I like. Give me the. I'll take the Raiders minus two and a half. Uh, Raiders, I think, still want to end on a high note. I think, you know, Pierce, you know, would like to, you know, he might be going, for, you know, playing for a job of some sort, whether it's in uh, L.A. or whether it's in Vegas or somewhere else. Uh, I think, you know, though, I think they're better than Stidham. I mean, the defense has been playing well lately, and I don't think this Broncos offense is going to be able to move the ball that easily against the Raiders defense on the road. So, uh, yeah, give me the Raiders minus uh, two and a half. Would it be wrong if I copied you? No, absolutely not. Because, yeah, that's definitely one. We're not. We're on the same team here. Okay. We're try, we're representing okay. Tony's take. And uh, Andy, I see this. I'm not going to touch this game, but uh, Chargers favored against the Chiefs, huh? Yeah, I don't <laughs> like that. <laughs> Who um, are they putting out there? That's what. What does that mean? <laughs> uh, I I was thinking like they're, they're the Chargers def- desperately don't want to win this game. I know as a franchise, but they're all going to say the right things. Like, no, you try to win every game. Yeah, of course. And they have you know like a, a hard ass interim coach right now is probably going to give a speech. Um, (laughs) They have no talent. Like I imagine Keenan Allen's not going to come back for one last game here. That would be stupid. Yeah. Um, But yeah, what what are they seeing? Like, I don't even know who the chief's backup is. I don't either. I feel like is Chad Henney still there? Like in his corpse. (laughs) We got Blaine Gabbert. He's a pro. Okay. He's a hero too. That is. Yeah. That's not a bad one at all. Actually. But you want to pick that game? No, I, I don't. I think I'm gonna stay away from any Chargers Chiefs game. They've both been playing awful. I think the last one I'm gonna go with here, uh, go down a little bit more here, was uh, I keep going. I think I'm gonna go with the the Cowboys and Commanders over uh, forty five and a half because I just feel like you know Washington at home will be able to score a couple touchdowns. Uh, Cowboys want to win this game because they want to win the division. They know the Eagles are playing an easy an easy team uh, in the New York Giants. So they're probably thinking, okay, Eagles are probably going to win. We need to win. And I think they uh, will, they'll definitely be able to score, you know, you know, multiple touchdowns. Dak probably still trying to make a case for MVP, even though Lamar Jackson, I think might've run away with it. And uh, I think, uh, I think commanders at home can, you know, get a couple touchdowns. Then who knows? Maybe there's some defensive plays that happen that lead to quick, easy scores for Dallas or whatever. So yeah, I like, uh, that over. All right, my last pick is New England, minus two. They won this matchup on the road when the Jets were trying, and I don't think the Jets are trying. So Yeah. And it seems like the Patriots are trying are playing hard at the end of yeah, the season. Yeah, Belichick always has his guys playing hard. Yeah. All right, is that uh, going to wrap us up here? Yeah. Yeah, I think that'll wrap up episode 357 of the Tony Play Podcast. John, and joined with me, we have Hopper. Yes. Yes, thank you. See you later.